0: Welcome to Freed Up. This is the podcast space where life feels lighter. You know, sometimes life can have us feeling worn out and weighed down, locked up and left out, or just simply looking for more. And if that sounds like you, then you are definitely in the right place. Freed Up has a word for you. And I'm so glad that you joined us today because we find ourselves right now in the midst of a national and a global crisis. We're facing the coronavirus, the COVID-19 virus, and many are experiencing anxiety, are experiencing hysteria and panic. And God has said, it's time to courage up. In this world, you will face trouble, but be of good cheer because I have overcome the world. And if God has overcome through his son, Jesus, we can overcome as well. And we do so by the blood of the lamb and by the word of our testimony. And in today's episode, I'm so excited to introduce you to Alicia Watson, who's affectionately known as Chocolate. Chocolate's story of how she has overcome in this world, how she has had the courage up in every season of her life. A three-time cancer survivor, a survivor of domestic violence, one who has overcome teen pregnancy and has developed an amazing relationship with her daughter, one who's overcome childhood abuse. I thank God so much for this beautiful woman of God. She's also the executive director of Redeemed Women, and you're going to get to hear her story. It's a two-part series. You have to listen in. She gives us so many nuggets, and she reminds us that there is nothing that is too hard for God. Stay tuned in. Stay locked in. We're going to get started in just a moment with our freed-up friend, Chocolate. Listen, I am super excited to have gotten you on Freed Up. You know you've been on my list for a minute, right? I'm
1: so glad. It's an honor.
0: <laughs> I kept saying at some point, I have to get the chocolate on Freed Up. And I I remember we first met. Mm-hmm. Um, We were outside talking. We were talking with a mutual friend, yeah. Dr. Summer road. Yeah. And you popped up, and I'm like, that girl right there is oozing joy. Oh. And I was like, and I have to be a part of that. I have to connect to mm-hmm. that. Yeah. So um do it was you remember so great?
1: I do remember when we met. It was so good. It was so good.
0: Um, it was, it was one of those God things. It's mm-hmm. like one of those moments where you know. When you meet somebody, mm-hmm. you know it was a God thing, and you yeah. can't just let it go. Yeah, and I haven't been able to let go of you for the last two years. Oh, so. oh yay!
1: I'm so glad. I remember our hug, and it was we were st- we were actually standing outside in the parking lot. Uh-huh. And so I remember that it was so good. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Well,
0: thank you for coming on, Freed. up. Yeah. Um, your your story. So you've written a book called Anointed. and um, Let me tell you about reading your book, the experience of reading, reading your book, because I want at some point for the listeners to know how to get it from you. Yeah. But I, your book, the chapters are short. Yeah. But I realized I could only read like a page or two at a time and mm. I had to put it down mm. because it was so overwhelming, so emotional and so beautiful. And I could feel the healing coming. Yeah, And so I wanted to take my time with it and absorb it. Yeah. I'm on book
1: two now too. So get ready. That's
0: awesome. That's awesome. So what I realized from your story is that I started thinking, how can one person Mm. have gone through all of this? Mm. So you have um, you overcame childhood sexual abuse,
1: yeah. domestic
0: violence. You were a teen mom,
1: yeah.
0: a cancer survivor twice, Three right? Times. Three times.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but God.
0: But God. <laughs> so, you know, as we're talking in this series about courage and up to mm-hmm. what whatever comes in our lives mm-hmm. and facing adversity, is there a particular season or situation over the course of your lifetime, because it's been so much, yeah. that you felt like I needed
1: the most courage at this time? Or is that hard to measure? for me i would say it's kind of hard to measure but i guess if i had to just pick one something out um i well, i i would say yeah it is hard to because i'm a trooper you know i'm like you know i hit the ground running um but i guess if i had to pick one something out it would be having a baby at 14 mm-hmm.
0: Um, mm-hmm. i mean that
1: takes a lot of courage to raise a child as a single parent mm-hmm. with no skills yeah. you know no guidance no nothing and just feeling hopeless and like that's to me, that takes a lot of courage to be able to do that yeah. and just not abort or mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. adoption. Mm-hmm. Um or get a grandma and them and be like, Hurt hey, this y'all baby y'all keep or you can have them." Yeah, yeah, you know. Um, and so to take her on and see what she is now for twenty three years, it's amazing. So that to me took courage. And she is absolutely beautiful, girl, hot yeah. mess, girl. Oh my gosh, hot <laughs> mess. Um, you know that's how it is with the girls. <laughs> sometimes yeah, we can yeah. be a hot
0: mess. Yeah. Um, and so that experience for you, how did that experience change you? Like, what do you feel like? After being a teen mom, I really felt like
1: it it, it made me become this. Like, what is that for mm-hmm. you? Um, I think after being a teen mom, it made me become um, strong. Mm-hmm. Strong is the word that I would use because for me, um, I was a people pleaser. I was weak. I was timid. I uh, lacked self-esteem. Mm-hmm. Um, and through being a mom and just trying to raise her differently, mm-hmm. it just gave me strength. To mm, fight, yeah. to carry on, yeah. to keep it going. Yeah.
0: So, you know, I often hear moms, and I'm not a mother, so I have to kind of vicariously live through the yeah. mothers, but I often hear mothers say that they didn't feel like they had what they needed mm-hmm. to meet motherhood, but somehow it just comes. Mm-hmm. Like it's just that God sends it. Mm-hmm. So God sent that strength to you oh, all the yeah. time. Oh, yeah. 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 And you know what? Your daughter is a living, breathing example of
1: mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Mom, you share stories about yeah. I still have yet
0: to meet her, so we got to yeah. yeah. make that happen. Yeah, we
1: got to make that happen. happen. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Her name is Archesia, but we call her Tweety. Tweety. Yeah, that's she right. was she was a preemie, so she got her name from being a preemie.
0: Wow. So you are a teen mom mm-hmm. and had a preemie mm-hmm. baby, and through all of that, God sustained you yeah. and you courage up yeah. so that experience. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. So talk a little bit about of all those experiences that you had. I know that over the course of your lifetime, you mm-hmm. had to really, you know understand what was happening to you by way of your mental health. So talk a little bit about what was it that you experienced as far as mental health challenges? What were some of the emotional challenges? Um, And then how did you handle that?
1: Yeah. So I went through a season. I've battled this a couple of times in my life. Um, I went through a season of just being depressed. Mm -hmm. Um, I felt very alone and isolated. Um, I contemplated suicide. Mm -hmm. I just, I mean, pretty much out my mind was just tapped out mm-hmm. um but if it wouldn't be it, I always say if it wasn't for that praying grandma yes who you know kept her hands on me and who spoke life into me and told me that I was beautiful and that I was gonna be something but then also um, we had a parenting program in high school mm-hmm. and I had a counselor beautiful black lady that spoke life into me and took me up under her wing and she introduced me to my first round of therapy okay yeah i had never been to therapy before in my whole entire life
0: and how old were you then what i happened? was
1: uh 15 wow yeah
0: 15 year old 15 years old a year after having yeah
1: tweety, tweety. yeah
0: and you went to therapy and i went
1: to therapy and best that, decision ever
0: wow and that's so different mm-hmm. especially for african-american women oh yeah like at 15 years old we were thinking about, um you know, now it's like, did he text me <laughs> exactly, or did he not? Exactly. And we really and were not thinking about, it took to exactly get, Yeah. Right. We're not thinking about mental health at all. No. So, um, so you got into therapy. And then how was that experience for you?
1: You know, for me, it was great. I will tell you that, you know, I walked through the doors with many, many fears. Mm. It took a long time relationship, right? It took a long time for her to break down the wall, mm. for me to actually go in and open up. And then when I finally did open up, she tried to encourage me to talk about my molestation at the hands of my father, and I wasn't ready for that, so I stopped going, Um, mm-hmm. um, and um, which was the worst, at the, at the time, worst decision that I could have ever made in my life. But understandable, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah, understandable. And so, but when I finally got back in the rhythm of knowing that I needed somebody outside of my parents, my grandmother... Those people that were close to me, I needed somebody else mm. that can give me a little bit more guidance in a different way. Um, that took self. And then I'm telling you, it helped me blossom into the woman that I am today. Oh, wow. Yeah. I swear by mental health and I'm just taking care of that. Swear by telling people I go faithfully every two weeks right now okay. to this day. Yeah. yeah. I use my financial resources to do this. Amen. I invest in me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Take um,
0: care of you. And
1: my daughter's in therapy now. Uh, because she was raised by a fourteen-year-old girl, mm. there's a difference. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. She was raised by a fourteen-year-old girl, yeah. so we were we grew up as friends, and mm-hmm. I'm her, I'm her mother now, yeah. and she's a young lady now, and so there's a different cycle of what you need to learn in a different way because you know we we can't hang out, we can't go to the club together. Yeah, you can go, but yeah. you want to go by yourself.
0: Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. So just learning <laughs> to how to separate yes. those roles and boundaries over yes. time. And you were a fourteen-year-old girl that had a lot of trauma, too. And so just carrying that and trying to raise a child. I'm still trying to wrap my mind around (laughs) it. because, I mean, really, it takes a lot to raise children. So I want to go back to something for a minute. When you talked about the therapeutic experience, there are people listening who really, in some sense, may Mm -hmm. still have some hesitation about going. So what was it about the experience? Was it the therapists themselves or was it that you had a motivation to the point you needed it? Just talk a little bit about what is it that drew you back and how would you, how did that break down the stigma with you?
1: For me, I think what drew me back was the determination. That's my word. Mm -hmm. Um, Determination to overcome the cycle of generational poverty. Wow. and what that looks like. Wow. My great-grandmother, my grandmother, my mother, and me, we all had a baby up under the age of 16 years old. Mm. And you know what, as they say back in the day, how's that working out for you? Yeah. It didn't work out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it didn't. And so for me, I just felt like I have to be determined to do something different that I've not been seen, that I've not seen in the generations that came before me. I can't, I couldn't tell you a time that I've ever heard my mother or grandparents talking about going to therapy. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for me, I was just determined to do something different. I was determined that I wasn't going to be strung out on drugs up under a bridge. Yeah. And, th- and this is what is going to help my life look different. And I would say, just having strong people that love me, that walks with me. Yeah. I didn't go alone. I didn't walk alone.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you had some folks that were looking out for you oh, and yeah. support system. Oh,
1: yeah.
0: You know what? what's coming to me right now as you're talking is that Despite all that you had experienced that was a, a levels of adversity that really are unfathomable, mm-hmm. there were strengths and resources that you tapped into, that God I had put you. into you, and that determination was a strength. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes it's hard for us to to realize that we have strength. Yes. In alignment alongside the adversity that's happening. Yes. And that's the courage part that's already in us yeah. that God just wants to tap mm-hmm. into. Mm-hmm. So that determination was in you. Mm-hmm. And I think that's so important mm-hmm. um, just to share mm-hmm. that you had strength along with some of those weaknesses yeah. that God does not leave us without. Oh, man. So, uh, you know, I get so excited. Oh, yeah, yeah. You. <laughs> <You're> so, <inspired laughs> <by you. laughs> so let's talk a little bit about the experience with you being a cancer survivor mm-hmm. for three different times. Was it the same type of cancer? Talk a little bit about that journey and what that was like and how that called maybe even a different level of courage up in you to face that.
1: Yeah, so um so I had um bone cancer twice in my left leg and then I had breast cancer and that was childhood. Okay. And then I had breast cancer in twenty thirteen in my left breast, but then I did a double mastectomy without reconstruction because I had already lived through the cancer experience. And so how my childhood cancer started. Um I was living in California with my mother mm-hmm. and I hit my leg up on an iron bench at school. My leg swelled up uh, uh into the size of a golf ball egg and Went through surgery, make a long story short, because my mother was in her drug addiction. I didn't go back to get radiation and chemotherapy properly. Do I need to? And the cancer reoccurred in the same place. At that point, they said that I had only had a 3%, 3% chance of living and that I almost oh. wouldn't make it out. Um, and then at the, I was in foster care. My grandmother got custody of me, my mom's mom. And um, the, the doctors were basically like, we need to send her somewhere for treatment. And my grandmother was like, well, why don't we send her to Texas to live with her dad's side of the family? Because maybe they can help her. And Children's Hospital was here. Shout out to Children's Hospital. Yeah. Um, I lived there six months. Wow. Yeah, That's that. a
0: good extended amount of time. Oh, yeah. For, yeah. Oh,
1: yeah. Mm-hmm. I love that, You know. And so anyway, walk through that, that 3% chance to live, And I'm still here, but God. That's so nice. then I have this crazy breast cancer in my left breast that is a rare type because when we hear breast cancer, people must understand that there are different types, mm-hmm. different levels to this. Mm-hmm. So again, a rare type breast cancer. Mm-hmm. And everything a, in a 33-year-old young lady, black woman. Mm-hmm. I have classifications in my piece. everything, make a long story short. One day, I woke up in the middle of the night and my blood vessel busted in the nipple. I go through emergency they do emergency biopsy. They find out that I have breast cancer. We uh, respond to that aggressively with chemo or radiation. I have surgery one day. I'm out of the hospital the very next day. Wow. The very next day. People could not believe it. But God. But God. So what
0: the listeners of um, Freed
1: Up don't know is you have
0: a shirt on, Your T-shirt <laughs> has hashtag but God. And so I'm looking down at your yeah. shirt
1: every time you say it like but God. But God. God. The but day God. after. The day after. And so for me, just having the courage to make it through that was my conversation with God. Mm-hmm. Um, I know him as my personal savior and that was who, who's head of my life. Yeah. And so um, it's not it's not Tina being my friend. It's not my husband, Kevin, being my homeboy. Mm-hmm. It's the one that, I, that I, can, I can tap into who created me. Yes. Um, and because of that, I know who I am mm-hmm. and I know who I am. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is the courage that I have to overcome the three time uh, cancer hits. That I faced, wow. and so, Wow. yeah,
0: courage up
1: three times, up, counter, girl.
0: But God. God? And you know, I I want to I want to touch on something because the spiritual aspect. So there's the mental health piece mm. of it, right? Our right. emotional piece, the 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 mental, the the cognitive part that we are thinking, man, I'm going through something else again. Right. I'm mm. I'm so curious about just that combination of the cognitive thoughts. And then the spiritual place. Mm -hmm. So I know you had the connection with Christ. Mm -hmm. Was there ever a time that you were just angry with God or question him? (laughs) Talk a little bit about that.
1: Oh, absolutely. So, you know, and I know we're going to talk more about my my story, but I would say, you know, you have cancer three times. You Mm -hmm. have a baby at 14. Mm -hmm. You get married at 18, right out of high school, 10 years five years of domestic violence mm-hmm. and three baby mamas that he decided to go get. Wow. Um, You grow up with your mom being on drugs and alcohol your whole entire life mm-hmm. and has AIDS now. Your daddy raped you. Mm-hmm. So you say, what kind of guy will let you go through this? That yeah. yeah. caused me to be pissed. That's a nice word. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Um, I cried out every day and which helped me go into contemplating suicide again. Mm-hmm. I was alone. I am not close with my family. So all I felt was total rejection and isolation. Mm-hmm. And to me, I, I always had to go back to my, my grandmother, my dad's side, that ended up raising me before her death, saying, baby, you got to learn how to forgive and mm-hmm. forgive. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm not saying that it was easy, yeah, but I'm yeah. saying that I'm in a place where I have forgiven now. And one of the things that she said is she said, when you forgive and start trusting God. You'll see things in a different way, and it took me some time. Mm-hmm. Um, I grew up culture Christian at you know fifteen, of course, and but I didn't give my life to Christ until I was twenty five okay and so you know, of course, there was a big gap there, but the freedom, the courage, the peace, the determination mm-hmm. to say, "Okay, Lord, I trust you, yeah, yeah, and let him work through me and then once I got when I once I let him into my life to work through me, he grounded me in scripture to, t- to even show me in his word that he knew I was going to be angry. Wow. He knew I was going to be upset. Yeah, he knew I was going to yeah. cry out and lash out yeah. and want to deny him. Yeah. He said one of his disciples that Peter did it. You yeah. know, yeah. I knew that you were going to deny me. Yeah. And so he knew that I was going to do all of those things, but his grace is sufficient for it all. Mm-hmm. And that's what I knew.
0: Yeah. And so I just went back to what I knew. That's a good word. And I love the fact that you said, the scriptures grounded you. It was the word that gave mm-hmm. you really a view of who God is, yes. because He really is so gracious and so loving and so merciful. Mm-hmm. And when we don't understand all of His ways, we get to trust mm-hmm. His heart mm-hmm. and who He is at the core. That yes. He's a good God, and we don't oh. we don't get it yeah. until we start getting more into His Word, yeah. and then it starts to come. Uh, it illuminates for yeah. us. It starts to yeah. come full circle yeah. a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: Wow! I know, Usah. Like take I a deep know. breath. I like
0: I know. I have to take a deep breath on that because I, I really just try to just to hold hold back my tears because <laughs> I just felt that just sitting with you, mm-hmm. just how much. You have allowed that forgiveness to seep over oh, your life. Yeah. And I mean, some of us are struggling, struggling with forgiveness for far less yeah, things. So let yeah. me just say, <laughs> <laughs> thank you for encouraging yeah. us to do what I call yeah. the F word, yeah. which is the hard thing to do. Yeah. But it is the one thing that makes us the most like Christ yeah. is when yeah. we're able to look past yeah. people's faults. Yeah. and realize that God has a greater purpose. Oh, yeah. And that's what courage does for us. It mm-hmm. takes
1: us to a different viewpoint. Oh, it does. You know, people tell me all the time they think I'm crazy. They're like, like I, if I was you, I wouldn't be forgiving them. I wouldn't be doing this, that, and the other. And how can you get there? And all I can say is, but God, because yeah. there's nothing that chocolate did. It's nothing that I either wanted, mm-hmm. but as long it is, nothing that I even wanted. Mm-hmm. I wanted to hate them. And hate is a strong word. I wanted to do that. Yeah. and God, But God wouldn't let me. He said, well, if you trust me, and if you know that I love you, why can't you do the very thing that I asked you to do? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, you know what? Okay, God. See. Yeah. (laughs) See. All right. I know.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: That's why I be talking to him. I'm like, you know what? You real funny. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Because it's a relationship. Um, with him that as you grow closer and more intimate, you can say those things to him. You said, I'm pissed and you knew God could handle that. And I think sometimes we struggle with just the reality of our emotions. And for those who are, are dealing with mental health challenges, just know that you can Say to God, whatever is mm. going on, because he already knows, but he wants us to, mm-hmm. he wants us to connect with him relationally and say, God, this is what's going yeah, on yeah. and I need you. Yeah. 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 You know, uh, one more thing. And I want you just to, yeah. to talk about this, just for you talk about your grandmother for a moment, because mm. out of all of the people in your life, and you said you're not close to your family mm-hmm. and you talked about your mother and your father, those experiences and yet God was gracious enough and put one person in your life so that right. was a catalyst for where you are now that yeah. was was so pivotal in your your walk with yeah. god and in overcoming these adversities so talk a little bit about your grandmother yeah what should we know about her that we could possibly uh, emulate in our own lives oh and take on, on yes. i love
1: it that's a oh that's a good question now i get <laughs> this is my love language right uh-huh. talking about my grandmother um we call her granny okay. let me just say that so we didn't say, say Granny. hey, hey granny see, yes. no granny is went to be with the lord no, we're still saying hey to granny yes we went to be with the lord the lord yes <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the
0: Lord. Yeah, the Lord.
1: I love it with the T on me. Yeah, with the T on it. Um But my grandmother was a strong, fierce, beautiful Carmel um, complexion woman. Um, she loved the Lord. She loved her community. We are originally from West Dallas, uh-huh. and so she loved her community. She would literally open up the doors and just let the stragglers come in, sleep on the couch, lay on the floor eat a meal that she could. she used to cook big pots of goulash and hot water cornbread, and, and we all ate, you know, all 15 of her kids, all 30-something of the grandkids, you know, the great-grandkids, yeah, the nieces yeah. and nephews down the street, everybody ate, yeah. you know, and was full. But she was a woman of truth and boldness, mm-hmm. and so it's so funny. I know that I have so many of her characteristics, because, you know, Tina, you done been around me for a little bit, so don't <laughs> ask me. If you don't really want to know the answer, yep. people need to know that. Don't ask me if you really don't want to know the answer. Don't ask if you don't want to know the answer, y'all. <laughs> yes, and you probably don't even almost have to ask. I might tell you even if you didn't ask, because yeah, I, I can do that at times. But um, sh- she was the kind of person that helped me operate in my truth. Mm-hmm. And she gave us permission to be able to use our voice. Mm-hmm. Even when we were wrong, she was straightening us out. But she did give us permission to be able to use our voice. And it wasn't called talking back. It's that, hey, what happened? Tell me. Yeah. And, and then she listened to our sides of the story. And as I've become an adult, so now I'm 38, I just find myself just remembering to hear people out to actually listen yeah. um i am very opinionated i will say that but within context and within reason i try to be a wise woman mm-hmm. pray for that ask god to give me wisdom but my grandmother was the kind of person she loved hard if i tell you that i love hard, and when i'm with you i'm with you mm-hmm. when i'm down i'm down in the middle of the night early in the morning folk flat tires whatever it is mm-hmm. i'm a ride or die i'm loyal by nature yeah and i and i love hard And so and a lot of those things I saw my grandmother do. So it's easy for me to exude with the same uh, leadership, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah. Um, No, I love it. And I'm I'm just blessed by the qualities that you share, because one of the things that I think we have to do more of as women, especially as women in this day and time, is that we have to reach back and we have to pull those that are coming along and say, listen, I see you. Because one of the things you said, your grandmother saw you and she listened. Mm -hmm. And some people don't have family that Mm -hmm. they can depend on. Um, And so we have to be available for those people to say, just what your grandmother did is come close. I see you. I hear you. And you have something in you. Mm -hmm. And I want to tap into Mm -hmm. that. So thank you for sharing a little bit about her. So, We're coming to the end of this segment. We're doing a two-part series with you. And so we're going to be back um, in our next episode. And you're going to continue to talk a little bit about your life. And especially we want to get into how Redeemed Women got started. And then we want to talk a little bit about your new book that's coming out. And, of course, you have to share the love story with the band. Because that right there blows (laughs) me away. Thank
1: you. All right.
0: Listen, there is no way in the world you can hear Chocolate's story and not be blessed by it. I hope you were encouraged today, and I hope that you'll know that God has given you everything you need to courage up. So be sure you come back for the next episode, two weeks. Chocolate's going to talk more about the ministry that she started just as a way to give back from what God has done in her life. And most importantly, you have got to hear this love story of hers and her husband. It's beautiful. Can't wait for us to get back together. And remember, God loves you. I love you. And make sure you take care of you.